Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, y'all? John DeRollins. Skip from Sara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Oh, yeah. The pause is back. Let's go. <laughs> the pause is back. I'm back in the groove, man. Oh, uh, man. I, um, I, I was trying to do some reaction videos because those of you that uh-huh. don't know, I do have a YouTube channel and I react to classic Swedish music. And I realized that I'm so rusty, man. I've been out of the groove. And now I feel like I'm finally getting back into it with stuff like what just happened, you know, the, right. the pause, and it feels good to be back, man. It's like your pre. This is like your preseason. You're just getting warmed up. Yeah, last last you episode I mean? was preseason. This is like yeah. I'm 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 trying to get to midseason form because right. eventually by by week four we're gonna be in the abyss. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. drag other podcasts into the abyss. <laughs> And drown them. Yeah, to the deep water and fucking drown them. We're going to drown them. We're going to drown every podcast. <laughs> As a podcast, life. we don't care if they got three fingers and two assholes. We're going to kick right. their ass. That's right. <laughs> oh, we got to get that sound bite. And we will out-podcast them in a parking lot or yeah. a fucking <laughs> landfill. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know why yeah, you would man. podcast in a landfill, but fuck it, you know. I jacked my wrist, by the way. I jacked my wrist. Uh, didn't know if I could do the up-downs. But uh That's <laughs> what the tape is for. <laughs> Jack, well, I fell at home. I fell at home and jacked my wrist. Uh, <laughs> he's Jesus. such a he's uh the best, man. He's the best. Shout out mm. to Dan Campbell. Man, That's my ultimate uh wish is to get an interview, secure an interview on SpinFL with Dan Campbell. Then I know we made it. Right. If we could do that. Media requests, man. I, I just think uh, that would be crazy. Yeah. How you anyway. doing, man? I'm pretty good, man. We um we celebrated uh Isak's birthday this weekend. He turned sweet sixteen. Happy birthday. Uh and we um Did you do a sweet sixteen? I don't I don't even know what that means, but I mean we had a party. You did know you I mean? uh, did you bring any rappers out or like any uh, <laughs> did you do like a my super sweet sixteen like type of thing or yeah we just invited a bunch of massage therapists over to you know <laughs> hook him up uh, no actually now. he's loose now he's never been we loose had now. a we actually had a fascinating conversation about the concept of of false hope mm. uh, and why the preseason. And everything leading up to week one is technically, in my opinion, the best time of year because as a lifelong, he was basically trying to, my son likes to criticize me for having so much false hope for the Falcons. He's like, you always say at the beginning of the season, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And and right. I say to him, they got an equal opportunity. As a, as a lifelong Falcons fan who has seen how this movie typically ends, yeah. 
right now is the only time where I can logically dream of events that will likely never come to pass. This is this barely is means, means to be a fan. You know, what who's, I mean? who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? <laughs> Wait, what? Marcus Mariota? <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys saw Hard Knocks, but there was, there was a straight up white girl diss of Marcus Mariota. Oh, man. That, which was so funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, I called Skip and I was like, hey, man, you got to go to the 58 minute mark and 30 seconds <laughs> of the it episode. Was 30, yeah, 3750. You were like, no, wait, that's what it is, 3750. Go there. <laughs> And listen and and watch and let, hit me up. <laughs> I started laughing as soon as I heard it. It was so funny. Because uh, what's the guy that they're really trying to push his sister in our face? It's so annoying. Hard enough. A- they're kind of creepy. They're creepy. It's a- Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, they're very creepy. They do it every season. They find somebody they think is hot, and then they it's insulting, man. They just put push these yeah. women in our face. There's always somebody blonde and skinny, yeah. and they just like overdo it gave her too much screen time I don't, i'm not here to watch her i'm here to watch her brother in the short arms get to yeah. somebody's quarterback and punish him <laughs> <laughs> little dinosaur I'm, arms yeah i want to see tyrannosaurus hutchison <laughs> make a sack with his chest all right <laughs> why are you oh showing God. me his sister however she gave me a great moment because they're looking to watch their brother make his first uh, NFL snaps. Shout out to him. Congratulations to him. He looks like, I, I believe in him. I think he's going to be a beast. But they're watching him, and they got the, the announcer in the background. Not even, we don't even see anything. We're just looking at them because that's what Hard Knocks wants us to do. And in the background, you hear the announcer say, at quarterback, number, was it seven? Whatever his number is. Number one. Number one, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> and, and the two ladies on there say, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> it's like even they know this is a bad idea. <laughs> As if, like, I thought he was dead. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know Did he I mean? get catfished? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Manti Teo. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. That's the other. <laughs> that's the not so flying Hawaiian. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that was a funny moment for me, man. That was pretty funny. Everybody, go watch thirty-seven minutes, fifty seconds into that. <laughs> um, I didn't watch. I, I watched a lot of the like four-minute highlights of mm-hmm. of the preseason games. Um, my interest in the preseason starts to diminish after week one of preseason. So. I think teams have so many different strategies now that it's harder. Than right. uh, when it was four games. Because yeah. back in the day, it used to be like, all right, sure. you watch game one and game three intently. Yeah. Game three was the one where you get to see a few series from everybody's first team. It was almost right. like a thing that they all said. But now that there's three games, except for the people who play in the Hall of Fame game, they get four. But mm. the ones who have three games, they have different strategies. So you might see right. your team put their ones up for three series against a team that's not playing anybody. Mm. Then you really get false hope. Yep. Sure. So I'm 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 I hope the league comes up with like all of the you know how they just have like almost handshake deals. Mm. Hopefully they'll do that like all right you you put while your ones are out mine'll be out. Mm. So that I can know how I can properly like evaluate. It's pretty hard, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's also the strategy of trying not to give too much away regarding right. what what your actual season strategy is going to be, which is always interesting. But yeah. I am, but it's still fun to watch because you know there are moments that you see in the preseason that are truly spectacular. Uh, for me, the guy who won week two is this dude who came from the USFL, the the MVP of the USFL, Cavante Turpin. Mm uh out there trying to make the Cowboys squad he starts his night off by by running a 98 yard kickoff return to the house and then he follows it up a few drives later he's like oh did y'all miss that 86 yard punt return to the house let's fucking go (laughs) if you name your child Cavante he about to be a beast man (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I'll pick him on on Madden every time Uh (laughs) somebody that shit on the list son (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, did you see that play from that game? The um, injury? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, man. Somebody cut block. They need to take cut blocks out of the NFL. Oh wait, that's was that that wasn't that game. That was the. Um, oh, I thought it was a Cowboys game. No, nah, that's the oh, one. Oh, because uh, uh, maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, the number five pick. That was the. Um, wasn't that the Bengals playing the Giants? Oh, maybe it's Giants cut. game. Okay, because I saw Micah Parsons said something about it. Right. He, he, yeah, he piped up because he thinks that everyone's, we're going to get to that later, obviously, okay. but I think it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people are talking about why is this what a was thing? essentially a, it, it's a legal block, but it's, one why of is it things. a legal block? You know what I mean? Like it's legal, but a lot of people think, Hey, the league should make this yeah. illegal. It's, um, it's crazy. Like after seeing which, that immediately make it illegal. Well, not only that, I, I think, especially when you put it in the context of like, how far the league has gone to protect quarterbacks. Like you can't even, yeah. I mean, you can't even touch them, touch them in the head. And I saw, saw a few of those. I'm like, come like on, your, man. your finger can just like graze his uh. helmet. And it's like, you know, you get a penalty. So I, I just feel like there should be some, I mean, the, the, I feel like the rules in the NFL are, are, you know, they far favor the offense over the defense. I was just going to say that. Like, were, I've heard of multiple announcers talk about how the focus is on uh, illegal contact downfield. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's your focus? Illegal contact yeah. is your focus? Man. I mean, I think I, anything that you can do to correct that balance, because, I mean, you think about those, those defensive players and how they're just in the trenches getting their bodies just murdered yeah. on every snap. It's like, this is, it's the least you can do to help these fuckers out a little bit. Yeah, I man. Think. These and especially like the it's legal to do that to linemen. Like word, mm. <laughs> like yeah, these guys weird. are the the <laughs> sometimes the least athletic person is the defensive tackle for the most part. Besides like mm. an offensive you know guard maybe, but like a defensive tackles gotta like watch their legs now. You're able mm. to just jump at their knees. Yeah, insane. That's not that's not cool. Um, in what has been the worst kept secret of the preseason, the Carolina Panthers have finally made it official. Baker Mayfield is their starting quarterback. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Who would have seen? What? You... <laughs> Apparently, uh, Sam Darnold, um, he Darnold is not a starting quarterback. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> wow. I just love this just to uh, show the ineptitude of the Jets. That's This is the only thing I love about that. Yeah, and also the ineptitude of David Tepper to, like, you know, it, it, oh, to yeah. basically go out there acting like 
like Sam Darnold having a change of scenery is going to turn him into a franchise quarterback. It's like, dude, you motherfuckers, him and Matt. Ro- I mean, I'm assuming Matt Roll had to sign off on that. You know what I mean? Uh, probably not. Matt Rule's on the fucking hot seat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but you would think you would check with your coach to be like, hey, what do we think of this guy? Does this guy seem like somebody who checks with his coach for anything? Have you heard about nah, the balls on his that's desk? A, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's a fair point. You, you might be right about that. Uh. Mm, anyone who's on Nick Mullins' watch, which is probably no one. I, I mean, uh, I've never left it. What do you mean? I thought everyone was on it. <laughs> the Raiders have traded his ass to the Vikings. Uh hey. I didn't know People he was like on the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he started out. We saw him with, I think the last time we saw him in a real game was uh, 49ers. 49ers. Huh? Yeah. And then they traded him to the Raiders, and the Raiders have shit canned him over to the Vikings, where he'll likely be the backup to Kirk Cousins. Um, and which essentially what happened was is that. You like he that? Got, you like that? We'll see. We'll yeah. see if Kurt likes that. Uh, but he, he apparently lost the, the backup job in Las Vegas to Jarrett Stidham of all people. I mean, it's not like, the co- looked- it's not like the coach is biased. No, exactly. <laughs> he brought in the backup that knows the system. Yeah. It it's makes the sense. Way. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, Stidham has looked pretty good in preseason. I've, I've seen him play quite a bit and he, he looks, he looks tight. Huh. Uh, <laughs> i'm sorry man i can't <laughs> yeah let's go jared stidham hype come on i don't know man cocaine is uh, a hell of a drug <laughs> another of our favorite soundboard uh guys mike tomlin says mm. that the starting qb job will come down to this week's work in practice and their that'll be the last time that game. i address it <laughs> yeah, and their final preseason game against the Lions. Wow. Uh, there's some real um I mean, I don't know if this is just like hype in the in the media or what or if it's Tomlin's um unwillingness to answer the question, but there there's a lot of hype that Kenny Pickett could win this job outright. Um Yeah. I'm not I mean, a big Rudolph guy. And I've never been a big uh, Trubisky guy, so. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, they're I, they're gonna they're gonna lean on the running defense like they do, man. Like that whole division. So. I still think that Trubisky is gonna get at least week one. Oh, over I, the rookie. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I still think that would be the logical thing to do. You brought him in. Uh, you give him one week or you give him half a game. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. see what happens. I don't know. I don't remember who they play in week one, but uh, it's probably a division rival. A lot of people are playing division rivals in week one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Part three of the Roquan Smith drama was a complete and total dud. Uh, and now I don't think they we'll play the Bengals. The my Id- bad. They had to say it. They oh. played the Bengals week one. Really okay. important game. Let's go, Mitch. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so for those of you that remember Roquan Smith, we had a bit of a mystery. Uh, we were hoping we were going to learn the identity of this mystery caller who was pretending to be his agent. <laughs> um, I was hoping for a really juicy 
uh, twist here. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever happened, I don't know. It's basically over. Roquan Smith has decided to play out his contract. Oh, uh, saying that quote negotiations you are over. Lose. Uh, and I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet on myself. Okay. Uh, he didn't no seem point. happy about it in his not. press release. He seemed pretty pissed. Um, but I, I was hoping for a, I was hoping for some more. Yeah. Some more. I, I was really rooting for that. It was Roquan calling all along. It was somebody else. <laughs> just because they haven't said more about it doesn't mean it wasn't him. <laughs> well, they just don't want to embarrass him. Exactly. Who knows? We might find out about it later. Yeah, he'll come out and talk um, about it on a, a football life <laughs> in 12 years in a football yeah. life. Uh, bad news for the Chargers. Derwin James. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. That's good news for the Chargers. Derwin James signs a Chargers extension that makes him the highest paid safety in NFL history. $76.4 million. Great cash, homie. $19 million per year. The reason why I said bad news is because there is a bad news story about them later. They okay. got a injured player jc jackson two four to out two to four weeks he was another guy they signed in the offseason oh shit off-season. not good um Damn. so i got my stories mixed up i'm a little hungover today i went to a, a tv premiere for that show gos maman last night uh okay so yeah a little 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 slow in the brain bucket today but i'm is it a plug for through. the show is or do, you, do you want people to watch that I had I saw the first episode of the show at the premiere, and I don't have the slightest idea what the fuck is going on in that show. <laughs> I saw it. Sounds like a it ringing was, endorsement from. I mean, it was episode one of season six. You know what I mean? Like I thought oh, all the okay. actors were great, so it was like. But there's a lot of backstory that I was like, all right, I guess that matters. Okay. Um, but it was cool. It was fun. A lot of beautiful people. Free drinks. Free mm, food. Nice. Uh, it was dope. Uh, this story was hilarious to me. I don't know if you caught this. UFC president Dana White claims that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to the Raiders was, quote, almost a done deal in 2020, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And he was the man brokering the deal. But it all came unglued, according to White, when brilliant football mind John Gruden decided (laughs) to blow up the deal. Now, obviously, this is a very interesting sliding doors type moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what if they had gone there? But it also solves a previous mystery. Okay. Now, perhaps you remember when Brady was on that show, The Shop with LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And he told a story about a deal that almost happened before the Bucks came along. And and it seemed like it was a done deal that suddenly just collapsed. And his thing was like, and they said, oh, it's because we want to stick with our QB. And Brady's quote was like, you're sticking with that motherfucker? Are you kidding me? So by my my powers of deductive reasoning, I have unraveled this mystery to reveal that this motherfucker is none other than the Derek Carr. Oh, he was like, wrong with y'all. <laughs> so of course he's got the media blowing up in his ear. Like, oh you know. shit. So what do you think about that? He's like, man, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, get away from me. <laughs> I got Devonta Adams now. Leave me alone. Oh man. It's so hard to, with my toys. <laughs> it's so hard to dislike Tom Brady, man. 
It's fun to hate him, but it's hard to dislike him, man. It's, I don't know. He's an interesting person. Yeah. He's back at practice, by the way. I okay. still don't care why he left for 10 days. Maybe it's a family thing. Maybe it's a trip he planned with his wife when he we fake retired. Um, you know, maybe he went to pick up some things that he had already pre-moved into Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was uh maybe he was hiding some documents in uh Mar-a-Lago. Sure. There's a rumor that he was the mass sing- on the mass singer. Yeah, which, I heard that. I mean I honestly again, I don't really care. I I, I think it's weird. We do not care. Yeah. I think it's weird, right? But Brady gets to do whatever Brady wants to do and yeah. I refuse to get sucked into his orbit. Orbit. Yeah, know? I'm good. I do think it's funny that Antonio Brown is bothered by it. Like he's been tweeting about about Brady taking time off. And it's like, dude, Man, just go dis- to go to the XFL. Just just go disappear, <laughs> bro. Like, he should go. Like, that's what he should do, man. Go burn up everybody in the XFL and shit, man. Yeah. Or go, go to the Canadian Football League or something. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, like that. I was thinking about that the other day. Like Kaepernick, why don't he just go and play in a different league? Something tells me that Antonio Brown would do an interview with anyone. We should try to call him. <laughs> right? Can you imagine if we got him on the show? Yeah, he's just on some Swedish football podcast talking shit. I'll be like, we'd be like, look, you can come on and just talk shit about whoever you want. Yeah, I just happen to not like him. No, I think it would be annoying. Yeah. I, I could only do it for five minutes before I would have to ask some like difficult questions that yeah, would probably yeah. cause him to hang up. Yeah. Like uh, I'm gonna read some text messages you sent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. On to injuries, I already mentioned the uh, Chargers corner J.C. Jackson. Um, my man, former Bulldog Miko Hardman, left Chiefs practice on a cart with a groin injury. Damn. They At least it's groin and not like a, mm-hmm. a, you know, knee or something. Yeah. They also. Um, they got the the Chiefs also have Chris Jones defensive tackle dealing with a back issue as well oh, as Juju shit. dealing with a knee thing and they got Mr. Marietta himself Jarek McKinnon is also dealing with a hamstring so they got they got a few issues over there at Chiefs camp I don't know what's going on uh, I got a quick question for you did you get to mm-hmm. watch a little bit of that Chiefs game I, I did see some of it yeah Mahomes is. He's, he's, he's insane, dude. Man, they they are gonna as I predicted before we even I said that they're gonna be nobody's gonna know that offense. Like nobody's gonna because people started figuring it out. They're gonna come out with a brand new thing, and it just like looks like they're already banging it out. They look like they they had Mahomes out for like three series, right? Yeah, it's probably all the work he's gonna do in in the preseason. And they just look like they were on fire, man. I know it's not a hot take, but I, I gotta say he he's my early pick for MVP. Mm. Okay, yeah, he's because they without uh, having really put a lot of thought into it, but I, I just feel like yeah, he's I, and he, he also had a you know what was statistically his his worst year last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably feels like he has a lot to prove. Um, I don't think he cares. I, He's gonna set. I'm the just trying my best to play football. I'm going out there. Um, and just... <laughs> just doing his Kermit the Frog impression. Yeah. I'm gonna go around. I'm, I'm gonna tell the guys. I mean, the guys go out there and touch the ball. I throw the ball. That's all. <laughs> uh, let's see. We already talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
He suffered a sprained MCL from this cut block. It looked, it looked worse than I thought it was. It, it did. It looked so it looked bad. bad. I was on the train and I was like, oh, everybody looking at me. <laughs> what I'm not here for, though, are are these hot takes that that somehow I don't even remember who the player was, but that somehow it was like, a, you know, that it was it was a dirty player trying. To no, hurt. no, no, no. Because that kind of shit where you this happens in a lot of sports where things look like three times as bad when you put it into extreme slow-mo like that because it makes the player's actions look so deliberate Mm -hmm. but when you see it in real time it's like nah man he saw that dude and he made a move and unfortunately shit happened you know what i mean and it's like i I, i'm not here for like trying to hang this this Bengals dude out to dry because of because of what happened that that's not cool i'm I'm not Um, i'm not here for that either i'm glad you said that those fucking slow-mo takes, man. I'm not here for that shit. Like, show me that shit in real time, and then we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. Uh, the Keep Talib story has a has a round two. Witnesses apparently say that the ex-NFL cornerback at Keep Talib started the fight that led to the brothers' alleged shooting of a youth coach. Um, he stepped down from... Uh... Exactly. A few days later, news <laughs> drops that he's stepping down from the broadcast booth. Damn. Uh, he had signed on to be part of Amazon's crew, but um, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going. He was on. my favorite new commentator, but me too. I hate this. Um, it really we'll sucks I, if he, if it's true that he started the fight. But people could be just. I mean, they said that uh, that DeAndre Baker, like they were calling and saying that he was robbing people. True. It turned out that that was bullshit. So yeah. And also, starting an argument with someone is not it's the same not shooting, as shooting right. he someone. He didn't say so, go shoot him, and if he did, the, the dude still took the action on his own. So, I would I like to bad know for, why would you be uh, carrying him to a high school football this. game yeah. in the first place. But not crazy. even, not even high school. It was like Pop Warner. It was like kids. It was youth football. Oh, sh- oh god, that's crazy. Hmm. Um. That's it for the main part of the news, with the exception of what is the main chunk of it that we haven't really spoken about, uh, which is that, as most of you know, a settlement has been reached between the NFL and the NFL Players Association in the Deshaun Watson case rather than six games. Watson will be suspended for 11 while also receiving the largest player fine in NFL history in a settlement that is $5 million. Sure. Uh, I, mean, the, I guess it's better than. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's when you think the about what the judge said or the arbitrator said. Sure, the settlement will also include mandatory mental health counseling for. That's Watson, important. And the Browns and the NFL will donate an additional one million dollars each to sexual assault prevention programs. You said Watson's the Browns first and who? The Browns and the NFL. And the NFL, okay. Will donate money. Watson's first game will be back uh, week twelve against the Bucks. Nice little warm-up match just in time for week 13 against, wait for it, the Houston Texans. Oh. Interesting. I wonder why it was Um, 11 games. (laughs) I I mean, I have a lot of things to say about this, but I'm very, I'm curious what your reaction is to this, to this, this settlement. I don't know what would have been enough as far as suspension and fine. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So like, 
nothing would have been enough when when I think about that. But I think the most important thing is them basically acknowledging that this dude has a problem and including mm. the mental health stuff uh, right. in the punishment. To me, that's the most important. Five million is nothing to him. It's a drop in the bucket. Uh, Eleven games. It hurts the team who decided to kind of excuse his behavior. So I think that's good. Mm. Um, I think a year would have been even better as a fuck you to the team. But they also hid the money to mm. help themselves out too. So it's a real big fuck mm. you to them for me. Right. Um, sure. But um, I honestly, I just don't want more people to get hurt. And I think with these evaluations and stuff, even though he's pretending he doesn't understand. Like I saw him, him speaking about it, still claiming his innocence. I think um, getting some help uh, in that area is uh, the best thing for him, and I'm glad they're making him do it because it doesn't seem like mm. he would go do it on his own. Mm. So I'm glad about that part. Um, I, I feel it sucks for those it sucks for the women. In the end, they're gonna get kind of get lost in the whole thing. Uh, my my basic take on this is that this is an amazing deal for Watson. Oh yeah, of course. Amazing deal for Watson. I, I I personally think the deal is whack as fuck, and and I came to that conclusion sort of gradually throughout the day, and it started by thinking about the numbers, mm-hmm. right? So I did a little math, which is not something I usually do over the weekend. <laughs> uh, so it's a two hundred thirty million dollar deal, mm-hmm. forty six million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Year one, because of the way it's structured, as you mentioned, is only worth like a little more than a million dollars. So the loss of an 11 game checks comes to just over $630,000. Okay. Now the $5 million fine, that number doesn't even affect this current uh, current contract. When you Mm -hmm. consider that last year he got paid $10 million to sit on his ass and do nothing. Just being a bad teammate. Yeah, exactly. So you got $230 million Mm -hmm. plus the 10 million. From mm-hmm. last year, right? Two hundred forty million. Math whiz. Thank you. <laughs> His total losses comes to five point six million dollars, which, as a penalty, is just under two point five percent of his total earnings. To me, that's the definition of a slap on the wrist. Of his total total earnings over the next from the five years. over this contract and yeah. last year now if the goal for the nfl players association was for the players to be treated just like the owners congratulations you succeeded <laughs> because that's exactly what this penalty is mm. and as far as the league is concerned i would continue to argue that this is still a mess of their own making yes and they have consistently failed to do the right thing with dealing with these types of cases they produce this wonderful product on the field that we all love to watch. But when it comes to the off the field shit, they belong in the same category as the Catholic church, in my opinion. Okay. So also I, I I think it has everything to do with why they settled. Actually, they had all the leverage to drop the hammer, but yet they decided to cut a deal. Why? Why did they cut a deal? The deal they cut is specifically to prevent the players union from dragging the owners out into the open over all the dirty shit that they've done over the years, because Uh, there was an implicit threat from the players union that if you give him the year, we're going to war with you. 
Okay, I didn't think about it like that. Damn. Damn, Skiff. I didn't think about that. I mean, yeah, when you put it like that, it's it's another fuck you to the NFL. But the only thing to do, because they've set this precedence for themselves, is to rewrite all of their rules and begin holding. I mean, because this happened before they would rewrite anything. So based on their rules and their standards, this is above and beyond what they would do. So they have to like, if if I were them, like how we're saying that he needs to go and get uh, evaluate, they need to do some self evaluation and say like, this shows that we can't, we haven't been holding ourselves accountable. Let's change that now. Yes, because think about it. We, the thing that we all heard that the league was clinging on to when they decided to dispute the six games was this thing that was in the original report that Watson's behavior was egregious, predatory, and mm-hmm. like, like had never been they, like it, it was unprecedented mm-hmm. as far as the league is concerned. But now, while they were happy with that part of the original report, um, the statement at the beginning of the conclusion describing the NFL as a forward-facing organization but not a forward-looking one, right. that was the statement that the NFLPA clung on to. That's the one that they wanted to drag out mm-hmm. into the light and say, hold on a second. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? And they should address both. Exactly. They should They should come out and say, we know that Like that should be their response when somebody says, Oh man, it's fucked up. Uh, that Watson basically got off with a slap on the wrist with two point five percent of his uh, earnings uh, after hurting, uh, you know, t- twenty well, after twenty seven allegations or whatever it is. Hmm. They should say, you know what, we wanted to do more, but we realized our system's fucked up, and we're working on rewriting it right now to hold both players and owners accountable if they're going <laughs> to be use, uh, representing the shield. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, do y'all really love the shield or is it just the money? Don't they keep talking about protect the shield? It's more like protect the money. They don't they care about the money. And yeah. they obviously know that uh, we've said this many times. Like once once the once the season starts, this yeah, story fades, it fuck, goes yeah. away. Well, I, I dove deep into all the interviews, the the press conferences after this news dropped and honestly some of the shit that came out was so crazy the owner jimmy haslam owner of the browns Mm -hmm. he had some crazy comments and i have to say before we get into that shout out to the cleveland media for again asking hard questions shout out uh they didn't get very satisfying answers but you know they they went after him they were asking like here's one question they asked they they asked him looking back at your five-month investigation which (laughs) I, I can remind everyone was something that the Browns claimed at the time of of the signing as as extensive, fully vetted, right? Very confident in Deshaun as a person, right? They said, "Do you find that Deshaun Watson's behavior to be egregious or predatory, and or do you disagree with that assessment?" To which Jimmy Haslam said, mm, "I don't really see any positives in commenting on that." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's a that's a that's a hard no. The the press continued to hammer away at him uh, about how bad this looks for the Browns, right, as an organization, and how damning it looks for Watson, who was someone the Browns have been telling us since the day of the signing is a good dude, right? Mm-hmm. So between 
the GM, Andrew Barry, and owners, Jimmy and D. Haslam, every question related to Watson's lack of remorse and, and his insistence on his innocence, they, they managed to recycle this bullshit statement about how Watson is committed to counseling, right? Counseling is something he, he you know, claims that, you know, he – he didn't do so he, counseling for this thing that he he's saying, I, I didn't do this, but I'm going to get canceling for uh, counseling for it. So well, I don't even understand how that works. Um, but it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, Haslam went on this insane rant about second chances. He, he said, quote, is, is he never supposed to play again? Is he never supposed to be part of society? Does he not get a chance to rehabilitate himself? That's what we're going to do. And but then he's saying he doesn't said, need it. I know, but That's then the he problem. said the quiet I'm saying part. Watson is saying it on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Haslam said the quiet part out loud, and he said, "Are you?" And you can say it's because he's a star quarterback, and of course that's why. That's why he's getting, <laughs> you know. And he said, if, "If Joe Smith, if this was Joe Smith, this wouldn't be in the headlines every day." Which you know, we spoke about this over the weekend, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a great point, Jimmy." Because if he was Joe Smith, and 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 you know. First of all, shout out to all you Joe Smiths out there, like yeah, having man. your name dragged in the mud. But if Deshaun Watson was Joe Smith, there's a very good chance he would be in prison right now. Yep. And if we as a society were so inclined to give Joe Smith a second chance, I doubt very seriously that it would come with a fully guaranteed $240 million fucking check. Mm. So. Yeah. And they did that. It's like you did that. It's not like and, uh, they kept, and they kept hitting him like, why is he so not why why does he not show remorse? And the wife owner, D has him, she says, he's only 26 years old. He's just getting into counseling. It's gonna take some time. So we're supposed to forgive Watson for his lack of remorse because he hasn't been in therapy long enough, is essentially what that answer yeah. is telling us. I, I see where she's coming from though, because it, it's obvious that he doesn't understand what he did. She and also it might help him fact, understand. She also brought up the fact, like like anyone should get brownie points for this. That that quote: the women involved were not trafficked. These were not massage parlors. I'm sorry, but what the fuck does that? Yeah, have to that do doesn't with matter. Anything? Yeah. Why does, does that, that matter? That means that certain people are allowed to be assaulted. The fuck out of here. I mean, and then Watson's statement obviously was like the cherry on top of this pile of dog shit, <laughs> right? He was asked, "How do you go from?" I did nothing wrong. I've never disrespected any woman to suddenly settling so many lawsuits and then agreeing to this discipline to which his answer was, well, I've always stood on my innocence and I've always said I never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone. And I'm continuing to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career. And for us to be able to move forward, I have to take steps to put my pride to the side. <laughs> so he never. So soon he'll eventually he'll put his pride to the side. We still yeah. get steps towards it now. And the follow up question, which I thought was brilliant, was like, "So what are you apologizing for then?" <laughs> to yeah. which he said, "Well, for everyone that was affected by the situation, because there was a lot of people that were triggered." And then the journalist is like, "But." So, so you're not apologizing to the women who accused you of this? And he's like, oh, I apologize to all women, anyone that was affected. 
as if we could just like wave a magic wand and apologize to every woman on the face of the planet while also refusing to take accountability for what went down. Now, look, I know that he claims that his mother did not raise a predator, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that his mama didn't raise no fool neither. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's got to know that that shit don't fly. Yeah, man, he knows it. He knows it. I I, I refuse to believe that he doesn't understand now. Exactly. Like, you got to be thinking about it. Like, I don't know, man. People bring up the Kobe thing Mm. that he, uh, and he got off. Like, he he was acquitted or whatever. Mm. I believe that's the way it it happened. But later he spoke about it and he said that when he read her statement and all of that stuff that he just was like, I saw things completely differently and I feel bad for her experience. Like, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is taking accountability. This is like, yeah. And th- this is a little harder because it's like, okay, this is like 27 different. Like, yeah, and this, this is predatory. No, this is, the, the, that's the thing missing from the Kobe situation was the predatory right. part. His was just a one night stand type of thing uh, that, I don't know, that two people felt differently about it and it looked like an assault and all that stuff. And he was just like, well, I thought everything was all good. And, you know, it's, his was a gray zone thing. But this one is a come in here. You know, hit them up, everybody, with the same tactic, the the uh, the, the towel thing and all that. The, it's so mm. predatory and planned out. <clears throat> I, I just think it's so it's like it's like the height of cynicism, in my opinion. This this final quote from him, where he says, "I have to do what's best for Deshaun Watson and move on with my career." Meanwhile, you have several women whose lives and livelihoods have been completely shattered, and there is no one standing around offering them a $240 million second chance, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, which brings me to the the one victim, right? He settled all the cases except for one, this woman named Lauren Baxley. And mm-hmm. when she was reached for comment, they asked her why she hasn't settled. She said, I've rejected all settlement offers in part because they have not included any sincere acknowledgement of of remorse or wrongdoing, Mm. nor have they included any promises of rehabilitative treatment. She's trying not to get other people hurt. Yeah. Watson still refuses to admit that he harassed and committed indecent assault against me. Any settlement offer he has made has been a dismissal of his evil actions. And I know that unless there is an authoritative intervention, he will continue his destructive behavior. Wow. That's her quote. It's a white woman. Mm. I thought all the women were black. Mm-mm. Maybe they'll take it seriously with this one. <laughs> Since it's a white woman, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe see. people will uh, hop in and feel uh, put some more heat on them. I mean, I whatever. It, it, I guess we can say that for now, this is over. Um, yeah. And until as it's soon back, as that season starts, like week eleven is going to come back I mean, though. They're going to be ready. They got to be ready for. Oh, I'm sorry, week twelve. Sure. They got to be ready for week twelve for this thing to pop back up. After the press conference, he thought it was uncomfortable when when he had to explain his offense during the press conference. Mm. Uh, This is going to be, you know, explain your offense. (laughs) I just hope he plays like shit. Yeah, man. So, Well, he did um, in the preseason. That's true, he did. Anyway, uh, should we move? Last week we did some questions about the NFC. Should we move on to the AFC? Let's do it, man. And the reason, I want to throw it out there, the reason that we're doing AFC second is because AFC is fucking better, okay? 
<laughs> AFC is the main character, y'all. The AFC is the main character in this movie called the NFL. <laughs> I mean, the Falcons are doing their part over in the NFC, you know, to kind of boost the league. But, you know, we can't do it all by ourselves. So. Who's their quarterback? The Falcons quarterback? Ma- Ma- what the? Ma- Marcus, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> 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 oh, so uh, fucked up. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, let's start with the AFC East. Yeah. Shout Perhaps out to you've the heard AFC of it. East. Yeah. Um, I'm starting with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I mean, the main question with the Bills is obviously how far can they, they fucking go? Will they get over the hump? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it really, <sighs> do you really think for this team it's like Super Bowl or bust? Kinda. They've been to the AFC Championship game. They almost made it the year before. Mm. And it's the, I think it was the Chiefs that beat them both times. They got so yeah. This is like that Bulls team that kept having to face Detroit and finally slay the dragon. Mm. Uh, so I don't know, man. I feel like that team. Uh, we we're talking about the the Chiefs looking like they're on fire. The Bills look good too, man. Do you remember the last time? A team like a, a presumptive Super Bowl winning team actually won the Super Bowl. I I I, I don't remember. Like you know that preseason favorite. Tampa Bay. Were they really preseason favorites to win the Super Bowl? That when year? Tom Brady got on there, or well, some people were yeah. saying it when he get when he joined the team, they were like they're immediately a Super Bowl. Him and Antonio Brown and Gronk. It was yeah, like that's true. yeah, they're gonna they, they yeah. Them, um, that's kind of it, man. Because every year it's like maybe one of the Patriots teams along the way or something. But yeah, oh, when the Patriots got Randy Moss, but they didn't win. (laughs) They didn't win. Exactly. Uh, And then yeah, no, no. I'm also very curious for the Bills. How much has their defense practiced that 13 second drill? (laughs) Probably, hopefully not too much. That shit is not going to happen a lot. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I just, I think the <laughs> Buffalo, they just look, they look fantastic, man. And it sucks. They do look good. But I'm curious. My final question on the bills is like, just in general, what do you think is the key to their season? And why is it my man, former bulldog, James Cook? <laughs> I think the key to their season. He looked good, right? He looked good. Uh, what does he play? I don't know who James Cook is. What does he play? He's a fucking running back. Let <laughs> Cook eat. I was Shit. annoyed. I was annoyed uh, because <laughs> the answer to the question is actually the running game. <laughs> ah, see, <laughs> fucking told you. Uh, the, that Singletary, is. but Singletary looked good in preseason Bruh, as well. They, they look really good. If they got a running game, it's. It's over. almost over for everybody. Feels like it's over. Because when they had their ones in, because didn't they run like... Yeah, two they, drives. Didn't they have that. their ones in for two drives? I mean, I was like, Phew. man. They, they yeah, look good. So, uh, yeah, I can, only, I can only hope that they just lose their mojo. I don't know. But, yeah, I think that's the thing they need is uh, the, the running game. If they get that going, the defense is good. They got Leslie Frazier over there calling the plays, too. They kept that staff together. Nobody got poached mm. as far as I know. No major mm-hmm. player, no major. Well, coach. just the offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, that might be a difference. But they look like they didn't miss a step. 
Mm. All right, let's move on to the Patriots. Mm. Uh, last year, they mm-hmm. quietly scratched out a 10-7 and seven record. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones was the clear number one rookie quarterback last year, right? He was the best of the rookie QBs. Who else was there? Less. I don't Trevor know. Zach Lawrence. Wilson was... Trevor Lawrence was... Like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Mac Jones. <laughs> nah, Mac Jones. Uh, he was... Out. I mean, man, it, it was mostly because they kept him on a leash. They didn't yes. let him go crazy. I was going to say, it's hard to really um, judge But... The big question now is will Mac Jones make the year two leap, stay the same, or is he going to fall flat on his face? I think that leash is never ending over there. Mm. Uh, until he like shows like that he's the real deal. You know what I mean? I don't think – I think Belichick is – and Belichick is kind of calling the offense too now. That was actually my next question. This whole thing, the confusion regarding who's – who's calling plays like i mean should we be worried about the fact that it it could be joe judge and matt patricia calling the offense or 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 do we just feel like bill is just is he just like a a master of puppets like he's just saying shit and doing everything behind the scenes anyway yeah i think that's more likely the case that but should patriots fans be worried about that i would would be one of my um, questions like um I think Patriots fans are getting more skeptical of Bill Belichick because he he might have seems too, like it yeah he might have too much control more than he needs right now. He's he's in the seventies. The league could be passing him by a little bit. He doesn't have his super dedicated, uh, super knowledgeable as well quarterback in Tom Brady anymore to kind of put band aids on all of these uh, small issues. So it, mm. it really has to be a tightly run ship and. I don't know, man. I think the fans, maybe it's time to start worrying a little bit. They've mm-hmm. been to some dark places. They have. So they're probably like, man, please. They have to hope that Mac Jones is the second coming of Tom Brady. Um, and I don't see it yet. <clears throat> but then again, in year two of Tom Brady, I didn't see it then either. Mm. Yeah, so I, I You never know, man. It's just like it's, it's, the, the whole thing has got to come together. Um. I don't think it's it's. Uh, I'd be a little worried if I was a Patriots fan, especially knowing where where you've been, because I don't think they're. I think they're the third best team in that division. Mm. Interesting. On to the best team in the division, the Jets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people think the Jets stole the draft. They got DB Sauce Gardner. They got top wideout Garrett Wilson. They got that edge rusher Jermaine Johnson. They got running back Brees Hall. Um, they got Mike White. But, <laughs> they got Mike White. <laughs> but my question is, will all those picks translate into wins? Um, I mean, the hell, <laughs> you can't just take your draft picks and it doesn't. Not all of them are going to be ready to carry a team. That's just not how it goes, man. These are still fucking 22-year-old men that's going mm. against some savvy people that have been in the league a bit um, in some cases. So I wouldn't put all my stock into – I think it's it's building blocks. That's what the draft is for. So we can't mm. just take a draft class and say, now nah, the team's ready. That's just some bullshit they say because there's nothing on – no football on right now. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say realistically uh, they're going to probably just be a little bit better. Mm. I, I assume the uh, the Jets should be quite worried about. Obviously, Mackay Becton is this he's out for mm-hmm. the year. I think O lineman. Yeah. 
how worried do you think they should be about Zach Wilson, considering that he he injured his knee last year? Mm-hmm. He does it again here. They say he's only going to be out for two to four weeks, but I wouldn't be I super know. worried about that yet. He's still young, and there's nowadays knee injuries aren't like it used to be, and I think it's just like people throw the whole uh, injury prone thing around too quickly. It's right. still a um, Shit can happen, you know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that you're just like a brittle person. Mm. <laughs> he didn't all of a sudden turn to Mr. Glass. So right. uh, I think I'd be more worried about him making bad reads and throwing picks and shit <laughs> than, uh, than his knee. I think he'll be all right, and they'll get him rehabbed. But hopefully he's I'd looking be, at film the whole time. I'd be more worried about introducing him to my mom, to be honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> my mom needs some action. <laughs> So uh, I hope they. That's actually I have a a a non football related question um, about Zach Wilson's uh, banging his mom's best friend. Uh, (laughs) My question is: fucking your mom's best friend is that as close as you can come to fucking your mom without actually fucking your mom? No, you got aunties out there. (laughs) You got second cousins. (laughs) There's a, <laughs> there's you can get closer than her friend. Her friend could be nothing like her. So mm-hmm. no, I'm gonna say no. I was just curious. I had a, I have a, a, a sexual encounter with a, with my mother's friend that, I don't know. It's a story for another podcast, man. Yeah, man. But it's. Uh, <laughs> I but definitely yeah, want to. When hear this story it. broke, I was like, hey, 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 hold oh. on, don't be criticizing Zach Wilson. I've oh. been there. I've, <laughs> I've been there. Hey, sometimes, sometimes mom. Hard. Sometimes mom has some hot friends that are yeah. like a good ten or fifteen years younger than mom. Yeah. And things happen. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I won't go into any details. I'm just saying. Oh, no need. These things can happen. <laughs> uh, well, what are we done with the AFC East? Well, actually, also, I have a very interesting thought about this. So you remember the pop and all the street cred that Wilson got after smashing his mom's best friend? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. was like, yeah, this dude's a stud. He's yeah. built different. Like, blah, 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 blah. Besides the fact that that's super gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if this will start a new trend where players under pressure will see a way out of that smash by getting down friend. with mom's best fr- best best friend <laughs> i I'm, i agree with that 100 percent. that's a great great analysis. i'm just saying for guys like tua you know what i mean this is how you get your fifth year option yeah. right here <laughs> go out and smash your mom's best friend oh man you know <laughs> uh yeah speaking of tua on to the dolphins is tua the most under pressure qb in the league and why is the answer yes uh, I wouldn't say most. I guess yeah, because it's a, it's that time, man. They they you gotta put up or shut up. He's certainly the most disrespected QB in the league. It feels like that sometimes, right? But I'm they also under the. I'm also under. Yeah, I know, right? He's under. They go after, he they go after Watson. They went after Brady twice. They never trusted him when Fitzpatrick was there. And mm, the oh, you mean disrespected? And the I'm team. curious. It, it, yeah, and I'm curious if they're gonna do the same thing to him with Teddy B. I just feel like they never give this kid enough rope, personally. Yeah, and the the, the situation keeps changing around him, too. What do you think, actually, the, the serious question, what do you think Tua actually needs to do in order to be labeled a success? Become right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it's just fucking people's heads up, man. Uh, and bigger, maybe I guess taller. I don't know. He's six one. It's so weird. I, I think that because he's uh, on a shorter. Uh, but do you think it's as easy height. as like they need to? Do you think it's as easy as like he needs to lead them to the playoffs? Yeah, I, I mean, guess. winning solves everything. So, right. um, but I, I don't know if I would expect that with a new coach, a new system again. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say again, but yeah, he had a new offensive coordinator after the first year. He had two offensive coordinators last year. It's like an ever changing thing for him. That's weird. And, uh, I don't know. We just gotta hope that it, uh, that he. I mean, he seems really resilient, and he loves football. And I think he's got the tools. So he might not your, do it uh, as a dolphin, but he will definitely do it somewhere. Mm, interesting. I might be a Mariota. Somebody might be saying Tua Tonga Vailoa in uh, <laughs> in four years <laughs> on Hard Knocks. What's your early take on Mike McDaniel? You think he's the next boy genius, or what do you think? Uh, man, I don't know, man. I think it's hard it's, to say. Yeah, I think it, we'll see after some games are played. I'm not super convinced yet. I'm just I'm hoping for the best and expecting mediocrity. Do you have any idea what they're doing with all these running backs? I mean, that's a, a Shanahan type thing. I think the I running mean, game got, is going to be good. That, that's just how what many they running do. backs do they have? It's like <laughs> Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, Sony they brought Michelle, in all. Of, they kept all the Dolphins running backs. Brought in all of this, uh, the 49ers <laughs> running backs, and they're going to see what happens. I think they'll. Um, that's the one thing they do, man. They run by committee. It's a Shanahan thing. Everywhere he's been, mm-hmm. they do that shit. So, I think uh, he carried that with him, and it makes sense. I, I'm mm-hmm. not worried about the run game because. That's he came from that Shanahan tree. So, hmm. let's just hope they have an offensive line. That's the that's that the thing game. that yeah plagues this. Because that's team been forever. their problem, yeah. And it's a different type of uh, <clears throat> scheme, blocking scheme. So who knows if they mm. have the right personnel for it? We'll see. Mm. Mm. You need some athletic uh, linemen to do that zone blocking. Mm. All right, on to AFC North mm. Bengals. Main question. Was last year a fluke, or are the Bengals actual perennial contenders? I think it could be. Uh, I think last year they got the right matchups to get to the Super Bowl. They happened to mm. be the team that had solved the Chiefs already, playing them and already seen them already and having success and then doing the same thing against it, like, I think they had that fortune. Um, a fluke? Uh, I have to say, yeah, because I still don't think Zach Taylor's that dude. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's more well, fluke answers, than, than perennial. That answers my third question, which is, will Zach be whack or will he be lit? I think it's going to be whack. <laughs> <laughs> How worried do you think they should be about Joe Burrow's emergency appendectomy and the fact that he hasn't practiced? Do you think that's... Nah. Joe will be all right, man. I think he'll be okay. They just got to make sure that they don't – they remember that the defense is really good and keep that thing going. That's true. Uh, Steelers. Um, I mean, if Mitch Trubisky does wind up as the starting QB, what week do you predict that the fans will start screaming for Kenny Pickett? (laughs) Never say never, but never. 
I think they uh, <laughs> week two. <laughs> I don't think it'll be long, man. Mm. I don't think it'll be long, and they. But then again, the Steelers are gonna do. It's gonna be Steelers football, man. So they don't. They don't ever put too much. But he just can't lose the game. Don't mm. lose the game. But I remember at one point when they were throwing the ball more than everybody in the league just a few years ago. Mm. When they weren't running. Right. But I think they're not going to do that anymore. Mm-mm. But it's Mm-mm. a pretty, uh, I mean, Mike Tomlin, he, he does the, what, I don't know, it seems like he f- figures out what the team needs to do and then leans on that. What do you think the odds are on my man, former Bulldog George Pickens winning offensive rookie MVP? Pretty high odds. He we know that the Steelers, I mean, and they got another dude there. That's and that's too. not even me being a homer. This guy looks legit. Yeah. Right? He looks legit, and they got another receiver, the the white guy, eighty four or whatever his name is. Oh, they got a white guy. Yeah, they got a white dude that's out there balling. <laughs> he may or may not make the team, but he was out there scorching them. Ah, uh, they, uh. they had me looking like I don't know. I was watching the game. I was like, damn. Because I have a, an idea who wins that division, and it wasn't the Steelers. And now I'm like, am I wrong? That's interesting that you mentioned that, because my last question about the Steelers is that, you know, some would argue, I don't know if you can argue this is like a bad roster or if we're just worried about the fact that they're in transition. But do you think that Mike Tomlin will keep that winning record streak alive? No, non-losing record. Correct. Yes. Oh, but now is that you can't have a tie anymore. So, uh, right. Do they win nine games? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I believe in. Uh, I believe in Mike. Yeah, definitely. Until until proven otherwise, you know. All right. On to the Ravens. Will Lamar Jackson get paid? Uh, not before the season. What's your take on? Um, the problem is the backup is just as good as him. So it's like he doesn't have uh, <laughs> he doesn't have as much leverage as you would think. You know what I mean? Let's go, Tyler Huntley. Huntley. Did you see my post in uh, the thing? The, uh, is it Lamar Huntley and, or Tyler Jackson that we're watching right now? <laughs> you know what I did think was stupid is how people were like, I... It, I hate the internet sometimes. People were making a lot of comments about how Lamar Jackson was sitting on the sidelines with his big diamond mm. chain while he's in the midst of trying to negotiate his own contract. I was just like, man, fuck. What's that have to do with anything? Yeah, man. That's nothing. Like, uh, people need to sit the fuck down. Yeah, dude. They don't like um, it thrown in their face that this young brother making more money than them. <laughs> I'm a little curious what you think about the Ravens' ability to bounce back from this injury-riddled season that they had last year. I'm wondering if there's – is there something – you know, you have these teams that that can mm. fall into this trap, and you wonder if it's something systematic with the way yeah. that they practice or something. You know what I mean? They're a physical team, man, and uh, that could happen. It's not like it's something that happens every year. So I think odds are they're not going to have as many injuries as last year just because of the odds, but uh, – I think they're going to come out and punch everybody in the goddamn mouth this year. Mm. I just I feel good about that team for some reason. And they got some mm. receivers now, it looks like. Mm-hmm. True. I'm also curious, will John Harbaugh 
extend the same offer to his Ravens players that his brother Jim offered to his players at Michigan, offering to adopt any of the players' children <laughs> that they were planning to abort. Did you uh, see that story over the offseason? Yes. He was like, we got a big it. house. We'll take your kids. I'm like, are you fucking? He's out of his goddamn <laughs> mind. But that's Jim, man. I think John Harbaugh is going to stay away from shit like that. That's some crazy talk. Especially if he messes around and accidentally, uh, you know, uh, brings in uh, <laughs> to help the defensive secondary, brings in Cromartie, who would never use a condom. <laughs> Cromartie with all them kids. <laughs> oh man all right browns um man no team no team fuck that guy is more under the microscope because of this deshaun watson mess i'm actually curious if we see an internal meltdown of some kind i was just gonna that's my prediction man they're gonna be tired of this shit some of them probably look at him like you know like with disdain anyway already and yeah We'll see, man. Like he doesn't long... seem like the type to win the most. I don't know. It, it, the... I'm just kind of curious. Like, how long is it going to take for these players? Like, let's say because of the suspension, the Browns come out and they just start losing. Like, how long is it going to take for these players to for it to really sink in that this is you're fucking with my career right now? Yeah. You may be happy with your eleven games, but this is my fucking career, bro. Yeah. And you just this year winds up being a throwaway year for a lot of these players. Or they could it, get mad at the league for like some of my feel it's unfair that they changed it from six to eleven. You know, that could go that way sure. too. Sure. Especially if That's he's true. like it de- I think it depends on how he's acting while he's in the locker. Oh no, he can't be in the locker room. No. But he I two years ago I would have been like Ah man, he seems like the type of guy that can win over the, the locker room in the end, and you know his talent being what it is, I wouldn't be as worried about him. But now, after last year, after quitting on a team like that, it just feels like he doesn't seem like that type of dude. That's mm. people might start seeing through that shit. Mm. What might be last question guy. about the Browns? Should Jacoby Brissett be everyone's favorite backup quarterback? No, I feel like. This dude, think about it. he's he's with the Colts when Andrew Luck suddenly retires out of nowhere, right? Has <laughs> yeah. to take over that job. He plays back up to Tua in Miami, barely sees the field, and now he gets tossed into the fire because of all this. No, Watson he saw shit. the field too much in Miami last year. Well, that was Tua good. was out Tua for was, like five games, Tua right? Was, that's true. Because remember, he got hurt. Yeah, and then they had I to just, take him out. Brissett was so bad that he got hurt, and everybody was like, "Yes!" And then they put two in, and he wins the game against the Ravens. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that one. So it's like Brissett—he looked so bad that I'm shocked that he's on a team. And Cleveland's going to get a little taste of that because Brissett is not, unless he was hiding an injury or something, because he was throwing mm. him into the ground like Donovan McNabb. Oof! Ouch! Yeah, man. Nice. Good answer. Uh, okay, now on to the AFC South, the best division in football. <laughs> uh, the Jags, let's go. Huh? Um, there's a lot of questions for the Jags. First main question, very general, but is Trevor Lawrence, is he the truth? Is he that good? Jury's still out. Uh, I saw like, 
everybody was on his sack about like uh, how he played in uh, some parts of the last game. But I remember watching it and being like, what is he doing? Like a few times. What is he doing? This is one throw to his left uh, outside the numbers. It felt like he could never land, like nail that throw. And I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I'm hating. I don't know what it is, but I just wasn't <clears throat> feeling them as much as people are. I think everybody's mm. really anxious and ready to ordain this guy. And it's mm. just like, maybe we wait a little bit. Mm. The other big question is, um, can new head coach Doug Peterson fill the shoes of former head coach Urban Meyer? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> talk about a low for, bar. For entertainment, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peterson, it already looks like the offense looked like it was popping a little bit when I watched them. And I was like, ah, oh. I remember I saw one play. They were at goal line. It was like fourth down. And I was expecting to see that little fake play they did in the Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots. Mm. Mm. I forget what mm. it's called. They had a name for it. But I, I thought we were going to see that. We didn't. But mm. uh, I believe in Peterson. I always liked him as a coach. Um, he, they, he fucked around and found out in Philly. But it wasn't because of being a bad coach. Mm. It's because of losing a game on purpose. What do you think about Christian Kirk? Do you think he will excel as the most expensive wide receiver number three in league history? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Christian Kirk is going to help uh, uh, our boy out a lot. I think you're right. He's a damn good slot receiver. Yeah. I don't know how they're planning on playing him, but he he was a pretty good security blanket for yeah. – uh, uh, for for Baby Yoda when yeah. when D Hop went down last exactly. year, I think they're gonna be good with more options too. Yeah, they're gonna. I think um, they're definitely not gonna be as bad as under Urban Meyer because Peterson knows what he's doing. Mm. On to the Texans. Woohoo! Mm, I actually don't really know what to ask about this team, other than will they win any games at all this year? Um. Was there- oh wait, I forgot. They have Davis Mills. They're fine. Oh, they're going. They're rolling him out, huh? They believe in Davis Mills. I believe that was a direct quote. Mm. Um, I just hope they don't blame this all on Lovey Smith because I. This like is what I was gonna say. I told Sandra. I, I was like, just sometimes I just have a rant to my wife. Poor her, man. Right. And I was walking around just thinking about football as you do. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I know she had to think it came way out of left field. I was like, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to make a prediction right now. The Houston Texans are going to be a decent team because they have a really mm. good coach. And they're going to mm. outperform all expectations and uh, be middle of the pack for two, three years. And then they're going to decide that it's time to move on and get a better coach. And uh, it's just time for the organization to to take an, another step in the right direction, and that's when they're going to cut ties with Lovey Smith and get a white mm. coach to carry that team that's already been improving uh, onto the next uh, level. Mm. And that's my prediction, gonna, and I think it's going to happen. And she's and her reaction was like, "Who the fuck is Lovey Smith?" <laughs> she, uh, she actually tried to engage in it. She was just like. Uh, why do you think? What do you think race has to do? And I was just breaking it down. Like this is what happens to black coaches, man. So you think they're gonna hand it off to some guy who had a cup of coffee with McVeigh? Then <laughs> exactly, it's gonna be a McVeigh 
associate that comes in there and doesn't really work out, and then they have to blow it off. Or actually, better yet, maybe they just give it to Sean McVeigh's barista, like a guy who can make a latte. Who exactly, he can make a latte exactly where he can put the Texans logo in the foam, and they're yeah. like, "Yep, this you're hired." It's our guy. So I, I I feel like the, it will be blamed on Lovey Smith eventually, but he's, it's, it happened to him in Tampa and in Chicago. Like yep. they get these black coaches, and sorry to make it about race, y'all, but it obviously seems to be about race. <laughs> mm, it does appear to be a pattern. Yeah. Uh, on to the Titans. Everyone is predicting a massive fall here. Um, I guess the question is how hard, how hard do they fall? I think, think they missed Are you the playoffs. Into the fall? Maybe? I, I, I think, yeah, they're gonna fall because mm. they were they had the number one record in AFC last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna fall. <laughs> mm. I mean, they had a terrible draft. They lost AJ Brown to the Eagles. Yeah, Julio obviously didn't work out. Um, the right. Tannehill experiment is it over? I don't think it's over, but um, yeah, <laughs> the well, we already know how this goes. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> it's just a middle of the sure. middle of the bottom tier quarterback now. But this so-called second coming of Michael Vick, this dude Malik Willis, um, he looks. I mean, he's only playing against the twos and the threes, but he's he's been a consistent storyline throughout week one and two of the preseason. We'll see, man. Maybe he can. Uh, Ignite that offense. We'll see. But he's going to have to throw the ball downfield. He's going to have Derrick Henry. Are you buying that this is the beginning of the end for Derrick Henry? Because I feel like a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are fading him. Breaking that foot doesn't help. He broke his foot mm-hmm. at the end of the year last year. so uh, I don't know. And they don't mind running him into the ground. So. Hmm. Uh yeah, beginning at the end. He's it's also the numbers game too. He's been in the league for a while now, so yeah. factoring in the Davis Mills effect in Texas, will the Titans be the worst team in this division? <laughs> <laughs> no. They're gonna be they're gonna either win or be second place. This is gonna be a hard one to uh to guess the winner of actually. A little tricky. Because this next one is going to be interesting. Well, because, yeah, let's move on to the Colts. I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions there. So my first question is, after five quarterbacks in five years Mm. for for Frank Reich, will Matty Ice finally prove to be the man he was looking for all along? (laughs) No. Matt Ryan is not the quarterback Frank Reich is looking for all along. He might be the quarterback to get the job done, but Frank Reich wants a quarterback of the future, and that is not Matt Ryan. So because they start five quarterbacks in five years, they had Luck, mm-hmm. Brissett, mm-hmm. Philip, Doggone Dagnabbit Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now they got Matty Wheels. Yeah, so it looks, sounds like a bunch of band aids, and they just need to draft a good quarterback. <laughs> Except for Andrew Luck, who just that ruined everything for them, <clears throat> right? Um, but I think uh, no, Reich wants he wants a young quarterback of the future. Even you know what, even like a Baker Mayfield type would have been something he preferred to. I think. 
that's young I mean, I, and can I, maybe do something. If if Mayfield were you know good for that offense, you know what I mean. I think that I think that Matt Ryan could be an upgrade from Carson Wentz for he sure. Is. But I think if their if their O line is trash, it won't matter. Yeah, none of that will matter. None of it. Yeah, because he won't be able to get out of the way. Um, also, I'm a little curious who the hell he's going to be throwing the ball to. Mm. I mean, they didn't really go out and spend any money on on that. Uh, we're supposed to believe that somehow Michael Pittman Jr. is going to make some kind of massive leap. But other than that, they got Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce. Are there other top wideouts? Mm. I, the the yeah. twos and threes, I've never even heard What's of. The, like they've that. got a good tight end over there. True. The big guy. What? Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. Mm. Ah, yeah. That's uh, but uh, Matt Ryan will be able to get it. will max out their uh, offensive capability. I believe. Mm. What about Jonathan Taylor? You think he's going to do what he did last year? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think he's going to be. I mean, for those fantasy players out there, it's going to be a good pull. Mm. You know, he's going to touch the ball, he catches out of backfield. You know, it's going to be yeah. Are you aware that Darius Leonard wants to be called Shaquille now? Have you no. heard this story? Mm-mm. He he apparently he wants to be called Shaquille Leonard. Okay. Like that's his real name or something. I don't okay. know. Okay, wow. So, but I don't know. That's good, good. congratulations, Shaquille. So that's just a little update for us <laughs> moving forward. If he makes a play, we got to call him Shaquille Leonard now. We do not care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually am really curious about their defense. Um, this is going to be good. I mean, they've got they've got Ngakwe now. They got Stephon Gilmore. I mean, I mean, I can't. You, it seems like on paper they should. They were good. They were a top ten defense last year. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it could easily be the worst division in football. So, I feel like the Colts should run away with this thing. Yeah. They right? should, yeah. But like you said, no receivers, but they, they got a good quarterback. Mm. Just stay away from the 35-yard line. Exactly. <laughs> if you get to the 35-yard line, just take just, a knee. Just kick, kick it from there. <laughs> just take a knee. And just take, kick it while third. you can. <laughs> you got to kick go it from third. while you're in field goal range. <laughs> Just go from third to fourth down. Just take a knee and kick the fucking field goal. Because they got my man, uh, former Bulldog, Rodrigo Blankenship, kicking field goals. He's back this year. Okay. That dude's money from the spot. Mr. Yeah. Lego man. He's got his own like Instagram Lego account where he like builds Legos. This guy's like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I love him. Uh, yeah. On to the last division, which mm. is the true main character inside of the main character. Yeah. The AFC the, the West. The main character of the NFL. Let's fucking go. Yeah. This division is absolutely loaded. Yeah. Everyone wants to know how this one's going to go down. We're going to start we know. with the Chiefs. We're going to start with the Chiefs. Why bury the lead? Mm. Right? My main question is, what is this new uh, this new look offense going to look like? Right? No more Tyreek. But they got Juju. They got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They got this rookie Sky Moore. What do we think is going to happen here? They also have uh, the tight end, the best tight end in the NFL. That's true. He's quite talented. <laughs> and they have a uh, top five Travis quarterback. Kelsey. Got top five. I didn't want to mention too. my man, former Bulldog Miko Hardman, because he's out with a you know with a groin injury. But yeah, you know, but Hardman he can come back. Yeah, they got. Mm-hmm. They don't have the teleporter anymore, but you know 
<laughs> no, but uh, I'm going to have to say it's going to be a high octane offense. And uh, and it's gonna take the it's gonna take people by storm like catch people off guard because nobody's seen it yet. Mm. They're playing around with a vanilla offense looking insane mm. in the preseason, and when they unleash it after the season, it's gonna be a wonderful thing <clears throat> to finally see Eric Bieniemy mm. not get hired as a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, it was, we were close. We we're close to hiring him, but bad interview. So close to hiring that Negro. He's a nice fellow. <laughs> exactly. He's a nice fellow. He's, a, he's uh, not uppity at all, but he's just not what we're looking for. <laughs> Too dark. Um, <laughs> we need a more they, uh, when we when we hire a Negro, we want more of a Mike McDaniel type, right? <laughs> we want Octoroon. We're looking for the Lena Horn of head football coaches. Let's go. Um, If they do stumble out of the gates like they did last year, do you think they can recover? I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of room for error in this division this year. No, if they don't, if they stumble out of the gates, then uh, we could kiss our bet goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry, did I? Because that was legit. <laughs> that was legit last year. Remember how bad yeah. they were in the first six weeks of the season? It yeah, was, we were shot. We thought we were going to lose our bet right away, and we were like, that was the one that we were like, all right, we got them. Let's go next. <laughs> hmm. This division turned it around quickly. Hmm. I'm curious about how the secondary is going to look without DeAndre Baker. Honestly, what are they going to do? <laughs> I think they'll be all right. No, but in all seriousness, the secondary was really bad last year. I, yeah. I, fe- I feel like they, they have to, f- I hope that they manage to fix that shit. Yeah, um, man. And maybe getting rid of DeAndre Baker is what they needed to do. I don't know. <laughs> the receiver's only getting better in that division, too. True. On to the Raiders. Derek Carr. He's going to be out here throwing the ball to Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, mm. and Devontae Adams. Mm. One question. Can they be stopped? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, they're going to be another high-powered offense. I wouldn't be surprised if they win a division. Uh, mm. But I, I just I don't believe in Josh McDaniels. Mm, okay. It's a new coach, new system. I think Derek Carr is going to have some fun, but mm. I don't know. I think it's just a matter of time before he's back on the Patriots with his tail between his legs, like the rest of them. It's funny how the Patriots are like almost like a version of John Gruden's failed coaches academy, <laughs> right? <The> fired, <laughs> right? They all go out and then they get fired and then uh, they come back to the Patriots. Uh, and now you got a defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, supposedly calling plays uh, for the offense. Uh, what about the, what about the connection between Adams and Carr, this college connection? Are you buying into that? Or do you think? Mm. No, nah, I think we'll see, man. These are, everybody evolves. We'll see what, we'll see where they're at with that. I think maybe they'll know some tendencies and stuff. It might make them uh, quicker to gel. But uh, we'll see, man. I, th- I think uh, once Derek Carr like removes the eyeliner, I think he's gonna see things a lot clearer. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I mean, of the eyeliner that he can't take another contract. He can't play for another team. He t- technically has a quarterback's eye patch, and it uh, goes right with the. Ra- he's got to go either to the Bucks or play for the Raiders or his whole career because he he's mm. got the pirate eye. <laughs> 
I'm interested to see this defense. They picked up Chandler Jones from the Cardinals. Max Crosby is back. But the last time I remember, the secondary was pretty problematic. Um, mm-hmm. In a pass-heavy division like this one, yeah. a yeah, good that DB was the Achilles might there, actually yeah. be the difference. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, what about the run game? I, I mean, I had Josh Jacobs in fantasy last year, and this dude was questionable every week. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, they picked up uh, Brandon Bolden from the Patriots. Well, what a surprise. They just, uh, they just cut Kenyon Drake. Mm. I saw that this morning. I didn't know that. Um, presumably they cut him because they like what they see from my man, former Bulldogs, Amir White. I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> they're going to keep him. Um, <clears throat> this, is a quick, this is a quick slurp. Just one I little. keep bringing it up. That's why I gave you the bottle opener, because I'm just going to keep talking about these Bulldogs. It's not my fault that 15 of them went in the fucking draft. It's not my fault. <laughs> anyway, Chargers. Chargers. Mm. L.A. Chargers. Yeah. It's only one question. Is this year that the Chargers stop playing like the Chargers? I'm going to have to go with a no. Because they are that other team, kind of yeah. like the Falcons, where they say, like, Chargers going to Charger. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I mean? I, th- I think almost every fan base says that. Yeah, but these guys live up to it. Yeah, they do too. Yeah, so is my team. It's Dolphins going to Dolphin. We get that. Uh, uh. But even worse, because they have a fucking a legit roster. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, it's weird. It's like they got the quarterback. They got the – they had a good defense. They got like a, a star on the defensive line. Hmm. I, I don't know what they can't ever put it together, but they also. I feel like this is going to be a high pressure season for Brandon Staley. You've got the most electric quarterback in the league throwing the ball to Mike Williams, yep. Keenan Allen. They always got, you got a receiver Austin, core. You got Austin Eckler running the rock on D. You got Joey Bosa on one side, Khalil Mack on the other. Mm. If this, you got to make the fucking playoffs. Yeah, if, do, I, that was actually my next question. Is it playoffs or bust for the Chargers? It is, yeah. It has and to I think, be. I, you know what? I think turning the page on Staley might have been what they could have done at the end of the year last year and just grabbed Doug Peterson right away. Mm. That I think he would have been great with that offense like or like putting together something for that offense. I felt like him being uh, like after the Philly thing, I was surprised that he didn't get – plucked by somebody but it was such hmm. a weird situation the way he got fired that, yeah I, I yeah i i feel like they could have gone with a tried and true coach to kind of turn it around i feel like if you also factor in the fact you know the, the, the they got the rams their roommates mm-hmm. playing in the same stadium they just won the super bowl in your house mm-hmm. right it's it's like they took that 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 girl that your your sister's best friend that you've been trying to hook up with since high school, right? <laughs> you bump into her at the bar, she decides to go home with the Rams instead of you, and then you had to listen to her get rocked all night long <laughs> with the like hot trick with like the hat trick of orgasms while yeah. you sat in your room and played Madden. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think this is a a major high pressure season for the Chargers. Agreed. Agreed. Broncos, Danger Russ is in town, and he says he's ready to ride. I haven't seen but him play yet. I haven't seen him play yet. Uh, I haven't seen him either. 
But I'm curious, does he have enough pieces around him to even get out of the fucking parking lot? We um we said how that was the perfect destination for a quarterback. Mm. That that team was just ready, waiting mm. on a quarterback. Now we get to test that. We get mm. to see if we were right about that or not. And so there's no excuse for him, man. I know it's a tough division, but uh, you're there. You're supposed to be MVP candidate the last, what, eight years. Well, let's see what you got. I kind of feel like the Broncos are my early pick for worst team in this division. I don't think it's going to work year one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, this that doesn't say like that. This division might send four teams to the playoffs too. Maybe. But again, he's in the same situation as a lot of quarterbacks. If the O line sucks, none of that's really going to matter because we saw what he. I mean, that's every quarterback, but some quarterbacks can mm-hmm. can navigate around that. Yeah. If uh, there's one that can, it's him too, though. They also lost Tim Patrick. Don't forget how bad receivers. the offensive line was in Seattle. Exactly. That's why he ran out of town. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he can handle a bad offensive line. They lost Tim Patrick to a season-ending ACL. Oh, I don't know. I read that. the other day that they got 10 receivers who all have a shot of making the final roster. Wow. Jerry Judy is still a big question mark. Why? Well, just because he didn't oh, in general. touchdown pass okay, last okay. year. Okay, He's mean. just a question mark as a receiver. Like, is he really going to work out? Who was their quarterback? You know uh, Drew Locke. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, what did and Teddy Bridge? What didn't he split between Drew Locke and Teddy? Yeah, Bridgewater? it was like, uh, come on, man. They got a a, le- a legit quarterback now. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Hmm. My final question. Uh oh. <laughs> is for the league front office, the NFL writ large. Okay. In light of how they managed the Deshaun Watson situation. Okay. The Dan Snyder situation. Right. The Stephen Ross situation. The Brian you Flores lose. situation. <laughs> you and, and the race norming situation, which is back in the news, you where they devalued <laughs> black players' intelligence so it would be harder for them to qualify for compensation related to CTE. Why do we watch this? And, now, and now they got caught. They're doing. They're doing. They're doing anything. They're not doing anything to let these people know that pre- previously did not qualify for compensation. They're not doing anything to let them know that they probably qualify now, right? We're talking about thousands of former players. Okay. S- shout out to Scott Pioli for fucking calling them out. Yeah. He's been ripping them all week about this. Um. Now, the question. I already think I know the answer to the question that I want to ask. And the answer is probably on a king size bed with 10 million thread count sheets drowning in money and whores. But honestly, how the fuck do these idiots sleep at night? How? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe they're just counting the money. And the whores. <laughs> money and whores. Sex workers. Sex, sorry, sex workers. Shit, I forgot. I got to got to work on my nomenclature. It keeps changing all the time. <laughs> I don't even know what gender I am anymore. <laughs> well, 
Uh, thanks for the questions. We went through. Yeah. We knocked out all of the the AFC. Uh, and yeah, we're ready to uh make an educated decision, educated guesses and bets next week. Mm-hmm. Those of you that want to follow us in our our bet uh follow our bets and whatnot, you got to join us on Patreon to get our bet and episodes every week. Patreon.com/slash/NFL. Yep. Also in Patreon, we're doing the fantasy uh, oh, yeah. fantasy draft this weekend. Yeah, Sunday um, night. Those of you who are already in the league got an email about it. Yeah. Um, also in the Facebook group for you non fantasy or non Patreon people, we're we're coming back with the pigskin pick'em. Yeah, which we do every week. So that's been that's up on the Facebook group now for anybody who wants to join that. I did not win. Uh, I did not win either. <laughs> I don't remember who. I don't remember who won. I was, we were good like midway through the season, but then we yeah. fell off like, yeah. you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? What else? What else we got? That's it, man. We're going to keep keep it coming to you. This was a little bit longer episode, but, you know, we're going to keep bringing y'all that content. And uh, mm. it's going to be fun, man. We're ready for the, to get the season started. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, thanks for checking this episode out. It's been Jonathan Rollins. And Skiff Musara. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Later, y'all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.